Hello, dear listeners. It is I, DJ Starsage, coming to you once again from the Lady Demora, Her Majesty's carriage. It is Monday morning. The skies are a beautiful blue, and there's nary a cloud in sight. It is approximately 40 degrees. It's a little chilly. We've come down from our higher temperatures. And uh, it is due to warm up a touch, although I have it on good authority that uh, it's not supposed to break 50, at least not for the next few days. And we are due to have a few showers here and there. A word of warning. Uh, Partway through this episode, I'm going to be talking about some emotional issues, uh, some concerns over our pet's health, and if that's something that saddens you and depresses you, you may want to skip over that part when we get there. On Friday, we were privileged to have the company of my co-host, my partner in crime from Matinee Minutia. Mr. Toppy Smelly of the Smellcast. As Toppy and I are both New Yorkers, he uh, and I are able to break bread together every now and then, and Friday evening was one of those occasions. Mr. Smelly drove into town, and uh, we had a nice meal together Friday night, and it was a special occasion in that we were getting ready for the next matinee minutia which will be this Friday, May 3rd, of course, as usual, at 9 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, you can get there a couple of ways. One is by going to matinemanusha.com, or you can go to yugavazpods.net and click the tower for audio, and, of course, enter Discord for our chat room. And Friday evening, we had a special-themed meal to go along with our movie, we watched the 1967 romantic comedy slash spy thriller spoof, which starred the 60s America's Sweetheart and America's Songbird, Doris Day. Now, you may remember her or you may have heard of her, if it's not of your generation, from some classic films like The Glass Bottom Boat and one of my favorites, Please Don't Eat the Daisies, which she starred in with Mr. David Niven, a true classic, and it may have actually been a Disney film, I do believe. But we watched Caprice, where Doris Day played a corporate spy. She worked for the cosmetics industry, her character, Patricia, and uh, she ended up switching her loyalties for a paycheck, as all good double agents of the Cold War would. Because, of course, before the 90s, there was a little thing called the Iron Curtain that separated the communist countries east of Germany, including... Of course, our old enemy, our friend of late, Russia. Or, you know, depending on the news you watch, uh, 
our our bittersweet friend, but uh, I digress. So in Caprice, Doris Day is working for the cosmetics industry. She's possibly undercover, trying to find a secret formula for a groundbreaking new product. And this film also stars Mr. Richard Harris, who later years would become the first actor to portray the role of Dumbledore, the headmaster of the school in the Harry Potter series of films, and of course adapted from books by J.K. Rowling. And as part of Caprice took place in gay old Paris, Paris, France, we had what many Americans may think as a French dish, we had onion soup, French onion soup. And this is a dish where you saute a bunch of onions, possibly different varieties of onions, until they turn a beautiful warmish brown. Some of the recipes I've seen call for things like Worcestershire sauce, and yes, I said Worcestershire because I am an East Coaster and my New England compatriots would probably have my head or akin to uh, if I mispronounced that word. But it's a steak sauce before the days of the A1 that was made popular in the 70s and 80s, the original steak sauce. And, uh, there was a teeny splash of white wine when we reheated, but you serve it with a nice piece of bread that's been toasted, possibly with garlic and cheese, and it soaks up the soup, making for a semi-soggy but gooey taste sensation. French onion soup. Look up a recipe or two and try that out. And uh, as there is also a scene in the film where Doris Day is having a lunch date, but is fairly certain the conversation is being bugged, she had a large bowl, a large helping of fresh, crispy potato chips. And so, of course, as part of our viewing, we enjoyed some potato chips with dip. Now, I wish I could tell you that it was in French onion dip, but I could not find the supplies for that, so it was instead a American classic ranch. And uh, Mr. Smelly was kind enough to record our viewing, so if you stay tuned for a forthcoming episode of the Smellcast, you'll be able to join us for what I like to call a watch-along. We'll be describing the scenes, telling you of the settings, and, of course, of the persons involved, including the wonderment, the fabulousness that is the costuming worn in this late 60s film. Lots of bright colors and patterns and lovely nature in the French setting of Paris. All right, here's on to the more sensitive side of things. 
you all know that a year ago, almost, Hubby and I had a health scare with our senior kitty cat, Mr. Oliver. Well, we thought we were in the clear with kitty cat issues because uh, Mr. Oliver has been doing good of late. However, we had a sudden derailment from that. When it came to our attention that one of our other putty cats, our Miss Goldie, so named after Goldie Hawn because she's both sweet and nuts, tortoiseshell kitties have a coat of many colors. They're kind of a crossbreed between a calico and a darker kitty. There's typically black and brassy colors and some tufts of white. Well, Miss Goldie, she was originally a barn kitty and she may have suffered abuse as a kitten as she lived in the country with lots of other barn kitties and may have been abused by either her owners or her fellow kitties. And we've done all that we could to love her up and turn her into a creature that craves comfort. And uh, she does still get scared during thunderstorms. We've noticed recently, though, that she's had some trouble eating. For a time, she only preferred dry food, and she would simply nibble the food and uh, didn't have a very... Uh, um, very big appetite. Well, we were concerned about this recently and Hubby took her into the vet because he'd noticed that she was getting sick. She was vomiting. And uh, it was it was difficult to get her to eat. We have since gotten her against her will. No, we didn't have to force her. We tried, but she wasn't having it. We've trained her into realizing that it's easier for her to eat wet food, possibly because she's getting older and her teeth may be bothering her. But when we took her into the vet for an examination, we learned that she had a sore in her mouth. And it saddens me to have to tell you that Miss Goldie is 13 and when our pets get to be older age vets are prone to tell you that our critters are not as capable of coping with, of surviving traumatic events and this includes any scenario that might involve having to be um, put under, you know, uh, knocked out for surgery purposes, anesthetized. And Miss Goldie has a sore in her mouth that requires attention, but we've been informed that it could only have been caused by one of two possible sources. One is possible kidney damage, which unfortunately is a symptom of aging, 
with many felines. But the other possibility is the big C, cancer. And uh, Hubby lived in a small town when Goldie came to live with him. So although she was a barn cat, he knew enough people to find out her history. You know, which kitty was her mommy and so on and so on. And apparently there is a history of cancer in her, her makeup, her genetics. So I have never had to say goodbye to a pet in that way. I grew up with a fair share of allergies, so I was never allowed to have a dog or a cat when I was a child. I had goldfish, and uh, it wasn't until my ex and I were a good way through our relationship before I had my first pet. I, I had a long-haired dachshund who I got middle-aged, and I got to keep her until she was 13. Um, Ruby passed away at 13. We think she had a stroke. This was many years ago now. This was like 10 years ago now. And Hubby and I were just about to move in together. So we thought it apropos that she made a statement basically that she'd gone through enough change in her life. She'd moved from Texas to, to Colorado and back to New York and uh, wasn't ready for another change. So we, we lost her all those years ago. But, uh, you know, Goldie is 13 and I met her possibly early on. And if she has cancer, if she has kidney damage, it is possible that she can receive treatments. But either way, the the long term diagnosis is that we're probably not to get to we're probably not going to be able to keep her for much longer than a few months at most a year. So we we may be forced with having to make a decision on the quality of her life in the near future. And as I'm speaking to you right now, I've I've just dropped off samples at the vet for them to process to see if there are signs of cancer or kidney failure in her blood work. So please keep hubby and I in your thoughts. If you're religious, say a prayer for us. Say a prayer for a poor, sweet, innocent, nearly defenseless kitty cat. I, I would say defenseless, but she does have claws. We do not declaw our cats. It's inhumane people. Think about taking your finger and chopping it off from the first knuckle. Your kitty cat's claws are not their fingernails. It's an extension of their digits. Think about that. But foremost, think about dear sweet Goldie as she is hurting from the sore in her mouth. And at this point, all we can do is find out what the cause is and try to help her with the pain. So from here, I'm just going to try to focus on positive thoughts because we've given her a good life. And I may not have an update in the second half here, but stay tuned and uh, I will give you an update on the rest of the week. And here we are in the latter part of the week. A few things have happened. A few things wound down. And I'm just going to brief you on those and fill you in. So you may have heard me talk about the uh, manager, uh, 
member of the company at the candy shop named Kelly. Kelly's sort of the new gal in town. Not really, but to our team. And has illusions of grandeur. At least, it seems that she's trying to impress her boss. Maybe get a raise? But, uh, all in all, she's trying to impress someone, and so far, it's not us, I can tell you that much. And it's a little disturbing because the candy shop is a union environment, and I don't think that Kelly is used to this concept. So she brings up her ideas and expects us to march to the beat of her drum. You know, uh, be asked to jump and ask how high, that sort of thing. Well, that doesn't really fly in uh, the type of office that we are at the candy shop. There are rules, there are processes, there is documentation. You know, you don't uh, mind your P's and Q's, and there is a process. You get a write-up, you have an opportunity to improve yourself. You can't just come wheeling your stagecoach into town and proclaim that you're the new sheriff and say, this is how it is. Now, first of all, Kelly, it's not your town. You may have been elected sheriff by the the folks in the boardroom, not really, but uh, the next person on the totem pole to do their bidding, but in all honesty, The townspeople have their own laws to catch my drift. So, uh, after a meeting last week where Kelly uh, basically got called out on a bunch of stuff, you know, she was uh, just pulling things out of thin air, saying, we're not meeting our numbers and things of that nature. Well... She was asked, what are these numbers you speak of, and why won't you tell us uh, the, the specifics? You, you can't just make these things up and expect us to take your word for it. And, well, afterwards, Callie got a little miffed. You know, mind you, she's been here, she's been at the candy shop for more than six months, maybe going on nine, and uh, all of a sudden, well... I suppose her ego's a little bruised because she sent out an email. We will not be having meetings in the month of May. We'll just be having huddles. Well, can you tell someone's butthurt? Uh, You have to learn to play by the rules. You can't just be in charge of the game of Monopoly because you bought your copy of the board game. (laughs) Anyways, 
I will be getting on to an update about the putty cats in a little bit. But uh, hubby and I are due to enter into our 10th year together to celebrate our 10 year anniversary. And uh, previously, and previously, we had plans or at least ambitions to celebrate elsewhere, to head out and maybe have an adventure. At least this was the ambition the other year. A few years back, and it's sad to say, or sad to admit now, that it's been about five years now since we had our first trip overseas. That was to Ireland, the first uh, opportunity to stamp our passports. Well, we had hoped that by now we would have been able to have uh, had another adventure or two. And the next item, the next checkbox on our agenda after Ireland was hoping to go to the UK. We wanted to see England, Wales, Scotland. Hubby and I both have some English roots that go quite a ways back, so it's nothing recent. But uh, we were looking forward to the possibility of another trip abroad and with all that's been going on lately, it uh, no longer seems possible for that to be in the budget. It's quite a bit discouraging because, well, with our responsibilities, our roles in our family lives, and the day-to-day minutia of uh, our home and work lives causes us to, to relish the thought of an escape now and then. And I am not so sure that that is even on the drawing board for the near future. We have our share of pet responsibilities, of medical bills, and things on our honey-do lists. So, yet again, it seems that priorities are to be shuffled. Caution, well, not thrown to the wind, but thrown in our face (laughs) as uh, we have to kind of uh, regroup and uh, deal with the cards that we're being dealt with. Certainly form some new ideas, perhaps, on what's to come. And, uh, well, I was hoping that we might take a trip, a day trip for our anniversary to go to one of the area's larger shopping malls 
and I was looking forward to the possibility of maybe planning a day with family where we had dinner and a movie and maybe even a stay in a newly opened hotel. Nothing too extravagant, mind you. I'm not talking about the Ritz-Carlton or, you know, anything of that ilk. Just a, a newly opened hotel nearby a uh, an area shopping center. And uh, with the health of our pretty cats, uh, it's got us walking on eggshells. So the idea of simply having one of our pets dropped off at a a kitty boarding service for a night no longer seems a possibility. So as you might imagine, all of these realities are coming down, coming crashing on us, and, uh, well, it makes you want to build a blanket fort, climb in, with some comic books, some coloring books, maybe some kids cereal, and watch a few cartoons. Certainly sounds like heaven to me. Uh, I suppose the adult version of that, or the grown-up version of that, is watching a Disney movie. And uh, you may have heard a little snippet there a moment ago that was from Mary Poppins Returns, a delightful film that came out in December this past year, starring Emily Blunt in the role of Mary Poppins. And uh, it's another installment in the series of books by P.L. Travers, which inspired the original Mary Poppins movie that had Julie Andrews in the role. Mary Poppins comes back when the Banks' children have grown up and are experiencing different troubles in life. A fairly enjoyable film, Mary Poppins Returns, and it has a lovely music score very much in the same vein as the Sherman Brothers original tunes from the, I want to say, 1964, 1963 Mary Poppins. I know it was before Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which we talked about back in uh, February on Matinee Minutia. And so I promised you an update on the putty cats, our fur babies, and uh, I just wanted to take a few moments to inform you what's going on with that. Now, uh, last week, our Tordy Goldie started uh, exhibiting signs of being fussy. She wasn't barely eating, and unbeknownst to us, she had somehow hurt her mouth. She had, at that point, seemed to have a preference for dry food. And it's possible that that preference is what has caused the sore in her mouth. And so she she was eating very sparingly, and when we got her into the vet, we found out she had a sore, but also probably kidney trouble. Well, we've somehow convinced her to eat wet food, and she's in much better spirits, although blood work 
is due to reveal more, and she's due to have surgery next Wednesday. And uh, a big shock that has since developed our calico Nala, who is just a tiny thing. A few years back, she had surgery for endometriosis, basically messed up insides involving uterus, and she wasn't expected uh, to have very favorable odds. Well, she's still with us, and she's 14, but she was starting to be picky eating, too. And uh, she had these symptoms of, uh, well, drainage in her face, and it looked like she might have had a stroke. So hubby, after a long day at work, came home late and rushed her across town to the all-night overnight vet, the emergency vet clinic. And, well, we were very fortunate that we were able to bring her home, but she's under strong medication, and they weren't able to find any signs of a stroke, but they think that she may be infected with some sort of a virus. You know, um, people with a weakened immune system are very fragile, especially with things like the flu or the common cold. So it is entirely possible that dear sweet Nala may be fighting something that her her body can't get rid of, rid of it. So, um, this song is dedicated to Nala, who's fighting, and we don't know if we're going to be able to keep her for very long but she came into hubby's life at a very important time before he and I were to meet at a difficult time in a relationship where he'd been uh, convinced to move out to the country and was working several jobs at the time and uh, almost living out of his car so Miss Nella is a very important loved one to hubby Billy and um, if if you could Think about hubby, Billy, and I. If, you, if you're if you religious, please send prayers. And if you're not, send love and light, because it certainly could be used in the days to come. All right, folks, drop me a line, djstarsage at gmail.com. Tweet me on Twitter, Twitter at djstarsage. And for all of you out there without uh, human children, if you do have uh, pets and they are the light of your life, Hold them close to you and don't take the time you have together for granted. That's all for now. Kisses from the carriage. Bye-bye. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univazpods.net.